0: Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. From now until September 15th, we are encouraging members to register to Paint It Forward as a way to give back to their local community. You can register individually or as a group on our website. Look for Paint It Forward under the Events tab to register. In today's podcast... We feature an episode of Contractor Evolution from Breakthrough Academy. In this episode, Benji talks about nine books you should have on your reading list this year, as well as a framework for making better decisions in work and life, and the best way to make huge changes in your life through small, everyday actions.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Contractor Evolution. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, This is Benji. Leaders are readers. So today's episode is going to be a review of nine books that you might want to add to your summer reading list. I'm a Kindle guy myself, but if you're too busy to sit down and read, all of these are available as audiobooks for $30 or less. I checked. And most of them are actually narrated by the authors themselves, which is always kind of fun. Now, instead of giving you yet another list of -of run-of-the-mill classics like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The E-Myth, and How to Win Friends and Influence People, etc., I've tried... Tried to put together a lineup of books that are less conventional, but dare I say, more interesting and current. Not right, Doing away with tradition, the classics are great, I just think the world is changing, and there's lots of new and fascinating stuff that you should read. Um, while not all of these are business books, I promise they're all extremely relevant to leadership, growth, and organizational life, and I'll explain why with every single one. Uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, if there is a book that you think should be on this list but isn't, let us know in the comments, Okay. Let's dive in. Okay, book number one is called Upstream, The Quest to Solve Problems Before They Happen. Um, And it's by one of my favorite authors. His name is Dan Heath. And the reason I think this book is so good for contractors is because of how frustratingly common it is to be stuck in a cycle of response where you move from one problem to the next, you apply one band-aid after another, and you become essentially a professional firefighter. Now, I wanted to read a really quick blurb, a quick passage uh, from the start of the book, because I, I feel like it explains the entire story contained uh, better than I possibly could. So this is right at the beginning of chapter one. It's a, it's a parable. It goes like this. You and a friend are having a picnic by the side of a river. Suddenly you hear a shout from the direction of the water. A child is drowning without thinking. You both dive in, grab the child and swim to shore before you can recover. You hear another child cry for help. You and your friend jump back in the river to rescue her as well. Then another struggling child drifts into sight and another and another. The two of you can barely keep up, but suddenly you see your friend wading out of the water, seeming to leave you alone. Where are you going? You demand. Your friend answers. I'm going upstream to tackle the guy who's throwing all these kids in the water. This book <laughs> tackles the psychological forces that push us into deep. Downstream thinking. My favorite concept explored in it is what they call problem blindness. This is the basically, it's basically the habituated inertia we suffer from, which keeps us treating symptoms instead of dealing with the root issue. This book is heavily researched. They conducted over 300 interviews to write it. Um, And I, I loved it because it's very case study focused. Instead of getting stuck in the abstract, the theoretical, they exquisitely deliver real world example after real world example of upstream solutions to large organizational and societal problems. If you want a paradigm shifting book that changes the way you approach problems in your business, check out upstream. Okay. The second book is called tribe on homecoming and belonging. And it's by Sebastian Junger. Now here's why it's on the list. We talk a lot about community on this podcast, why it's so important to find your tribe, find your people, find other contractors and business owners who get you, who see you, um, like who know how low the lows are and how high the highs are. These intimate bonds are important for us as a species as a whole. uh, But in my opinion, they're especially important for leaders because as we talk about, leadership is lonely. Now, this book explores this exact idea through the lens of combat veterans who have returned home to civilian life. Here's one fascinating thing I didn't know before this book. When military men and women uh, return back home after deployment, the PTSD and depression that they unfortunately so often experience is in many cases not so much a result of the violence they've experienced, although that is the case in some instances. Um, what we're learning actually about their post-conflict struggles is that it's actually a withdrawal symptom symptom from the incredible closeness they felt during platoon life. They don't miss the war as much as they miss the feeling of belonging that comes with being at war. It's both fascinating and tragic. Junger leans heavily into history, psychology, and anthropology to explore what it means to belong to something bigger than you, um, how hardship and adversity, not abundance, are what brings us together, and the role community plays in our eternal search for meaning. Um, My favorite chapter in the book is called In Bitter Safety, I Awake, which, uh, although written before COVID, provides unbelievable insight into the isolation-induced suffering we all just endured. In bitter safety, I awake. While this is not a business book, you won't need to dig hard for the practical implications it has on fostering closeness, resilience, and loyalty within your teams. Just as an aside on Sebastian Junger, this guy is a total badass and one of the greatest journalists alive today, in my opinion. I recommend nearly everything he touches as well. Uh, You can think of him as like a cross between Jocko Willink and Tim Ferriss. If you want a quick sample uh, of him and his life, you can listen to him on Joe Rogan, episodes 975, uh, 1034, and 1655. But his books, The Perfect Storm and War, are both total classics. Okay. Book number three is called Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. And it's written by Ashley Vance. Uh, Here's why it's on the list. Love him or hate him, Elon is a pretty fascinating guy these days. Even our opinions here at Breakthrough Academy vary widely. Is he a force for good? Is he a bloodthirsty capitalist with a I'm looking out for humanity facade, something else entirely? Your guess is as good as mine. One thing you can't deny, though, is he is someone who's throwing his weight around on a global scale, economically, technologically and most recently, politically. And whatever your personal take on the man is, there seems to be a high degree of likelihood that this guy will be a major player for a long time yet. From his idiosyncratic speech patterns to his social media feuds and his oddly hilarious sense of humor to the sheer magnitude of his many projects, he's an icon. His biography, which I believe is widely agreed upon as the best, was actually written back in 2015, which seems like eons ago when you think about the rate of change over the last seven years. But I actually think this provides some rare perspective as this predates the Twitter deal, the successful SpaceX missions to the International Space Station, Uh, In fact, when this came out, the Model S had literally just started, just entered production. Uh, And so I think it gives a more unadulterated view of this uber dynamic entrepreneur before he came the polarizing and media hyped figure he is today. If you want to go deep on the fabric of the man, his upbringing, what molded him, who he is and how he thinks, this is a great read. This is a less practical, tactical type book and more the kind you read just to feel inspired. Okay, book number four is called Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work. It's by Chip and Dan Heath. Uh, These guys are frequent flyers on my books lists because they're great. Now, I think decision-making is a heavily underrated leadership skill. If you look back on the path that led you here, you'll see major forks in the road where you went left when you should have gone right and then others where you totally nailed it to use language from an earlier book, there is so much downstream of these choices, right? Should we hire this person or that person? Should we invest in this CRM or that CRM? Do I sink 20K into crypto or do I hold onto my cash? It's hard to ignore how momentous choices are in business and in life when you examine the true upside of getting it right and the and the real downside of getting it wrong. Jeff Bezos has a, a really good bit on this. I think I'm I'm paraphrasing a little but Essentially, what he's saying about high-level leadership is that your job, what you get paid to do is to make a small number of very high-quality decisions. Anyway, you get it. Decisions matter. Now, this book is organized as a four-part framework they call RAP. W-R-A-P. W stands for widen your options. Most leaders frame decisions too narrowly and don't exhaustively explore the full array of options that truly are at their disposal. R stands for reality test your assumptions. Getting outside your own head and your own confirmation bias is really, really hard. So they teach you the skill of reliable information gathering and how to let go of ideas, no matter how excited they make you in the moment. Um, the A stands for attain distance before deciding. If you've ever committed to a long and difficult Sunday morning hike while the drinks are flowing on a Saturday night, this part will resonate. A little space goes a long way when making decisions that you need to follow through on. And then the P stands for prepare to be wrong. Even with all the right due diligence, the research says you still will get it wrong more than you think. And so this section is devoted to all the contingencies and what ifs um, and how humility will serve you a lot more in the long run than overconfidence. Don't worry. I didn't spoil the book. They go super, super deep on all four four parts of that framework. So if you're looking for one of those super implementable, get better now books and decision-making is a skill you want to level up, pick up decisive. Just as a bonus too, by the way, it has super concise chapter summaries. uh, So it's very easy to come back to a year later for a refresh without reading the whole thing again. Book number five, you've all heard of, probably, uh, super popular. It's called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Uh, it's, It's by someone named James Clear. Here's why it's on the list. I recently asked a large group of builders what the best book they'd read in the last year was, and Atomic Habits was the winner with the most votes, and it wasn't even close. I suspect that's because they all know habits form the foundation that support everything we do. We can talk about strategies, tactics and tools all day. And in fact, we do on this very podcast. But if the habits underpinning them are shaky or they're incongruent with our aim, like no amount of cunning or intelligence or cleverness can save us. Well, most of us know this to be true. There were, up until this book, very few accessible or easy to implement resources on the rather scientific process of habit formation. Discipline is obviously a desirable quality and we all admire and revere those who possess loads of it. Uh, But what I liked about Atomic Habits is his approach isn't about your own individual self-control or motivation, which I think we can all agree fluctuates at the best of times. As he says in the book, if you're you're having a hard time, changing your habits, the problem isn't you, it's your system. Instead, James Clear leans heavily into psychology, biology, and neuroscience to produce a very structured but easy to follow set of rules for the construction of bad, ha- good habits and the elimination of bad habits. In other words, he's, he's built a system that you can use. Memorable principles like 1% better every day, outcome-based habits versus identity-based habits, and the habit loop, cue, craving, response, reward, uh, are part of what made this book so so catchy, and so popular. So if you're wanting to wake up earlier, eat healthier, exercise more days per week, get better sleep, or eliminate some vices out of your life, pick up Atomic Habits. Um, and this is a book actually, by the way, I'd recommend reading. I wouldn't audiobook it. I'd, I'd buy a copy and read it because it's a very visual book with tons of diagrams, charts, and tables that really bring the concepts to life. Okay, so the sixth book on the list is called The Happiness Advantage, The Seven Principles of Positive Psychology That Fuel Success and Performance at Work. And it's uh, it's by a gentleman named Sean Anker. Most highly driven people suffer from um, moving the goalpost syndrome. That's not an actual syndrome, but that idea of, of moving the goalpost you'll, you'll get. When working towards a significant goal of any kind, we generally associate that future point in time, at least in our mind's eye, with a sense of bliss, fulfillment, relief, excitement, even wholeness. Those are big words, right? It's like once I make it to X milestone life will be good. My problems will disappear. I will have made it. The reality, as you all know, is vastly different than that rather rosy picture. Usually what happens when we hit our targets is we simply move the target. Well, I guess it wasn't that hard then. If I was able to do it, better set my sights on something bigger and better. The peace, the gratitude and humility we thought the achievement would bring us is short-lived at best um, and more often than not, immediately replaced by another goalpost. This formula, which we've all come to know as success equals happiness, is so clearly broken. We all know it, but we can't quite figure out why. And the reason I like this book so much is that Sean Anchor fixes this formula by flipping it on its head. His entire thesis summarized in the book is that happiness is in fact the precursor to success and not the other way around, which is what we've basically been taught over the last few generations. This isn't some woo-woo, out-there, new-age, believe-in-yourself crap either. Sean spent 10 years at Harvard researching and teaching this before translating that experience into the seven principles that prove the hypothesis and help you inject it into your life. I'm not going to give away any of the principles. You'll have to read the book. Okay, book number seven is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, another really popular one. You may have heard of it. Here's why it's on the list. Contracts, pay raises, materials pricing with suppliers, the list goes on. Think about it. How much of your entrepreneurial life is a negotiation? A lot. Never Split the Difference is an inside look at an ex FBI hostage negotiator's notebook after a 24 year career. Now, this book bounces between riveting hostage story and practical lesson, and his adventures and tales are gripping in and of themselves. Uh, and not all of them end successfully, by the way, but you really ought to read this book for its business implications. Nearly everything he talks about, from tactical empathy to calibrated questions to active listening, will Immediately help you be more successful in the endless negotiation that is your business in life. If you love the thrill of a good deal, you can and should crush this book in a weekend. Okay, home stretch. Book number eight is called 12 Rules for Life An Antidote to Chaos, and it's by Jordan B. Peterson. Okay, so 12 Rules is the best book on this list, period. This is not a business book, but rather a self-help manual for people seeking to get their life in order and be better in a whole host of categories. I try not to talk about myself very much on this show, but just a personal aside, this is the single most impactful book I've stumbled on in the last decade, and I return to its chapters every year. The book is organized, as the title suggests, into 12 rules, 12 chapters, like Treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping and compel yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Uh, or set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Just to name a couple. But Each chapter then explores the rule exhaustively, drawing on both his lengthy career as a clinical psychologist and his nuanced interpretation of religious texts, most prominently the Bible, um, and then other classics from the 20th century too, like Nietzsche, Tolstoy, Frankl, Dostoevsky. The way he translates old school perspectives and values into modern wisdom while putting it all into our current context with the utmost clarity, will literally leave your jaws on the floor. It's both poetic and practical. This book is a sense-making machine. If you find yourself confused, worried, even appalled by the way the modern world seems to be going with its erosion of standards, the growing political divide, the steady intrusion of technology into our lives, and you're desperately trying to make sense of it all— 12 Rules Will Help You As It Did Me. It's definitely a book for old souls. Okay, book number nine, last one. It's called The Changing World Order, Why Nations Succeed and Fail. It's by Ray Dalio. Now, this book speaks to macro trends. If you love big picture thinking and you're curious about where the geopolitical and economic arena is headed over the coming decades or so, pick up Ray Dalio's newest book, Principles for Dealing with the Changing World Order. This is a sequel of sorts uh, to his second book called Principles, which is on our shelf already. The idea behind these principles books is simple. If you if you had to decide what to do every single time you were confronted by uh, a big challenge, a new problem, a situation you hadn't seen before, you'd react impulsively, uh, you'd, you'd overanalyze, you'd spend so much time weighing your options and overthinking it, that you'd simply exhaust yourself. Dalio believes that history repeats, or at the very least it rhymes. And most situations have occurred before. So you can systemize your decision-making by codifying it into principles, fundamental truths that help you decide how you ought to act given a certain situation or circumstance that you confront. Kind of makes sense so far? So this book is an SOP for how to navigate a changing world order, which he thinks is coming. The US, in his estimation, is past its apex as the global superpower and is sinking into a slow decline. So the question is, what do you do as a parent, business owner, and leader in your community about this startling revelation? This is another one I would not audiobook. I'd actually pick up a copy of this one. There's tons of well-researched graphs and tables that you kind of need to see. Okay, that's it guys. Nine books we're reading in 2022. Once again, if you think there's a book that should be on that list, but it wasn't, leave it in the comments. Uh, I hope you pick up at least one of these gems and give it a whirl. Happy reading. See you next week. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Contractor Evolution. If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it.
0: Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.